All right, well, welcome back to this, our third episode. Um, we have a loyal dozen or so followers. We're glad you are listening. Um, welcome back to our third show. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, we got to... Uh... Yeah, yeah, a little over a dozen. Hey, that's that's uh, that's better than I thought. So, that's really, yeah, really, it's just me downloading uh, the episodes over and over again. So, um, I just got to do more of it. I just got to download more. I, I know we're slacking. Um, yeah. it's it's gone down. The, I, it's more people than I actually know. So it's kind of shocking. Um, so yeah, it must be all from your side. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely not from mine. I think I think. Um, I've only, I'm a terrible promoter because I've only told basically the people who live with me. Uh, uh so I, I guess I need to spread the word a little bit if I want anyone else to listen to it, but I'm not sure if I want anyone else to listen to it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us again. If anyone is listening. Well, well, let's get on it. Um, so, uh. Just a quick story. I don't have it on our sheet here. I was going to go, uh, my wife's car broke down again. Every mm-hmm. year, every year when we get our tax return back, her car breaks down. Every year. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm getting kind of sick of it. I need to I need to redo my fence in the backyard, and I'm, I'm having a feeling my, all my, my hundreds of tax return dollars are going to, are going to have to go to the, going to go to the car again this year. I'm getting, I'm getting fed up with it. I think I'm going to buy her a Flintstones car and let her just pedal with her feet. Well, your tax return could go into just buying a new car. Well, that was like two tax returns, tax returns ago. I don't, you know, oh. I don't want to buy a car every year. What's wrong with it? I don't know. I just want to start. I hope it's just a starter. But it was kind of <laughs> annoying. We, we were going to go to Denton for a, a grad school preview day at UNT and, uh, at, we're all up and 7.30 in the morning in the car, freezing cold, and wouldn't start. So, Yeah, yeah, could be something simple, but could not be. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's something simple. Hope, I'm hoping it's a battery, actually. just really, It was really cold. It's been getting cold up here. For, you, for those of you who don't know, we're in Fort Worth, Texas, and it's a, it is a, a frigid 30 degrees right now, according to my phone, which is... Uh, which is abnormal for Texas, this part of Texas, uh, any time of the year. So, yeah, it's not too bad. It's pretty normal, I would think, for for winter. It usually gets down that. I, I I do have a new appreciation for the cold this year, just because I've been. Uh, I was in North Dakota when the polar vortex came through, so I got uh, actual temperature, not wind chill. Actual temperature was like negative thirty four when I woke up one morning. Jeez. Uh, and went out. Uh, it's it's and you know it comes to no surprise to people who live there but i've never seen this before uh at the hotel i was staying at in the car rental place there's actually they give you like a device and on the on the little light pole that i parked in front of at the hotel Uh you can you can like plug your your rental car up or your car they have like little uh heater you know preheaters you plug it up to the light pole and uh that way you can start your car so um, yeah. So, uh, thank goodness for that. Or I don't know if my car would have started, but it could be colder. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the cold, so I can't complain. I'm I'm not a. I mean, I'm an indoor boy, so I don't really venture out into the wilderness too much in this world. So, uh, yeah. as long as I have my I, heater, I'm okay. I hate the heat. I I could, you know, if it it could stay 
30 degrees for from here on out, and I'd be perfectly happy. I don't, uh, I just, I don't even know why I live here. I don't like the, I don't like the heat, don't like the summer. Um, if it gets over 70 degrees, it automatically makes me grumpy, so. Well, you're wrong, first off. Well, I'm, I'm not wrong for me. I may be wrong <laughs> for most people, but for me, that's just how it is. Yeah, not a big fan of the cold. I don't like, I don't like my toes being numb, but anyway, um, I'm going to pick up a little bit of where we uh, left off last week with the pay of the college athletes. I know we, we kind of ran up against time there, and uh, you were making some points about them, uh, the, the, the money they were generating and all that, and how they, they should be paid because, uh, uh, well, basically they're they're being forced to play for free, something like that, you said? Well, yeah, I mean, they. No, I realize they, most of them have scholarships, and, you know, that's that's definitely not playing for free. Um, right. Uh, but, you know, uh, most of them, uh, do any of them really give a darn about the scholarship? I mean, honestly, yeah, but most of them are just there long enough for their, for their mandatory sentence, you know, <laughs> their, their mandatory servitude that the, you know, whatever professional league that they're looking to get into is uh, making them do. Um, I mean, look, I, like I said last week, I, I don't, I certainly don't have any answers for this, mm-hmm. uh, but um, uh, I just, I just don't, uh, I mean, they, they should get something more. I mean, they're, they, even if it's just, they should be allowed to earn money off of their likeness, you know, right. or, or to, uh, they should be able to earn money out for themselves outside of football. Or outside of that, you know, uh, I, I don't like. I, said, I don't know what the solution is, but uh, um, and, and I, I would hate to see, especially you know, I'm, I'm a huge college football fan, so I would hate to see uh, anything with the NCAA or anything like that that would jeopardize the popularity of uh, of college football or, or jeopardize the product. But right. Um, you know, I, I don't want it to become like college baseball, where it's just kind of insignificant. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they're you know they're they're uh, the athletes. Uh, they aren't there to go to school, and the school's not there to support an athletic program. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's I don't know. Uh, what do you think? I think we, we may have to disagree on one point. Is I think outside of your your major your power five conference schools, which makes up you know less than half of the schools. Think of their think of your UNTs, your Houston's, your your Utah States, your UNLVs. Those guys, for the most part, are going for the scholarship. I, I would think you know the the second string, you know the nickel corner on. Arizona State. Well, that no, was kind of a bigger school. Uh, what's a smaller? The, the, the nickel corner on UNLV is it probably doesn't probably have an NFL future. Now he may try it out, but uh, I think there's a vast majority of, of college college scholar athletes, especially you know in football and all sports, who aren't going to go pro. Because I think about basketball. There's what is there sixty picks. Hey, look, I've, I've seen the commercials. They all go pro in something. <laughs> yeah, in something. But if they want to go pro in, like, you know, 
business, they probably need to finish their MBA or, or their, I guess, their bachelor's. Uh, you know, if they want to be a pro teacher, they need to finish their education degree. Um, but yeah, they all go pro in something. But I think uh, uh, I think the value for most, I would say most of the student athletes is the scholarship. I think the ones that have the biggest deal are the are the you know the Jadavion Clownies a few years ago and the and the who's the big one this year? Oh, well, the the Zion kind of started this whole conversation. You know, yeah. if he blow, if he blows out his knee, you know he's done all the way. He's never gonna he's 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 gonna lose a scholarship. He's not gonna go pro. He's gonna be another tall guy somewhere. Uh, maybe maybe go UFC. He's pretty, pretty freakishly large, but. I bet even if he, you know, even if he winds up having a big injury, which I, I have really haven't even heard the latest on it, but uh, I, I think he would still go pretty high in the draft. Uh, you know, I think he's that big of a talent that uh, someone will, you know, a, a definite lottery pick, if not, uh, you know, one of the first couple. Um, uh, and, and, yeah, I, I agree. There, There's, obviously, there's, you know, thousands of college football players and and uh, not that many NFL roster spots, especially, you know, how many new NFL roster spots are there every year? Maybe maybe a couple of hundred, you know, at most. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe five to ten per team. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, someone's done the math out there, but uh, um, uh, so, yeah, I... I I realize that. I realize that not they're not all, uh, uh, you know, the scholarship is a big payday for a lot of them. But what does it matter? They're still they're still generating a lot of money for the school. They're still working for a you know, a, a, you know, in most programs. I don't know. Probably almost all the major programs. The the head coach is the highest paid. Uh, the head football coach is the highest paid employee of the, in the state uh, oh, yeah. you know, in a lot of cases. Um, so they're, they're, they're still big revenue generators mm-hmm. uh, and they should get to share in that. You know, they, if, if, you know, they, they, uh, they're just as much a part of that program as, as the, you know, million dollar head coach is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, why, why are they, uh, like I said, they're they're being forced to play for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. uh, for the price of a scholarship, which most of them, you know, maybe uh, I, I would I would say maybe a lot of them do care about it, but um, uh, you know, a lot of the big ones, especially, probably don't really care about it. Um, so I, it, it's just it just reeks of unfairness to me. Yeah. Uh, and and if I was, if I, I mean, if I was a basketball player. Um, I'd go play in Europe. You know, if I was if I was a if I was an NBA prospect out of high school, and I you know they told me I had to uh, go you know I had to go play at uh, you know Podunk State for a year because that's just the rules. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to Europe. I'm gonna play somewhere else. You know, that's play, what I would do. Play in the uh, whatever that team is. Uh, Luka Doncic just played for. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you, you know, you get paid what half a million dollars. Oh yeah. If if you're a big enough name, I mean, even if it's fifty thousand dollars, what high school kid comes out of high school and makes fifty thousand dollars a year and gets to live in Europe? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I agree with you there in basketball. 
Um, I don't know. My, my issue comes in with valuation. You know, what, what, you know, what is a, what do you pay a, an athlete at UT or Alabama or at Ohio state or Michigan versus an athlete at Utah state or, you know, even Fresno state. Um, well, it's just like anything else. You, 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 if you work for a higher profile company or a higher profile, you know, a bigger revenue generating company, your chances of making more money are, are higher. I mean, you know, you, you, you're, you're getting, you would get paid based on merit. I mean, if you, if you're good enough to get recruited and you decide to go to uh, a school and, you know, it's all, it's all a, there's definitely some risk involved with the player. You know, do you want to, uh, potentially go to a smaller school and play for less money, but you get to play right away or, you know, there's lots of different ways you can do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I've got no answers. I've just got complaints. <laughs> I, think, I think that should be the theme of our show. Complaints, <laughs> no answers. Um, did you yeah. see how much, I think it was something near a billion dollars. Uh, I may have that wrong. And if I did have that wrong, this is a good segue. We do have a Twitter account now. Uh, it is at exploding high five. That is the number five exploding high five. You can tweet us anything we do wrong, or if you just want to talk to us, uh, interact with us. Um, I can't promise Matt will interact at all or me very much, but, uh, he did claim last episode to be a writer. So I think that would be up his alley. Just saying, uh, I'll give we, it a shot. we do have some, we, we do have a, a, an avenue for feedback, which, which, uh, be awesome. And anybody listening, uh, Follow us on Twitter, share us, let's get the word out there. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, the Nike lost a lot of, I want to say their stock dropped something like a billion dollars after that uh, shoe blowout with Zion Williamson. Did you, did you hear about that? Um, well, I, I didn't hear it drop that much. I mean, how much did it actually drop, like uh, percentage-wise? Let's see. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. It's one of the first things you need to put Nike stock. Um, let's see what NBC Sports has to say about it. It dropped one full percent the morning after. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty uh, uh, pretty insignificant, to be honest with you. I mean, really? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you look at... Um, well, here, but C- CBS News says it costs... The shoe fail cost 1.1 billion in stock value. Yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't. I, I don't know. That that doesn't equate to much when you're talking about a stock losing one percent mm-hmm. uh, of its value. I mean, that happens. That happens all the time. Uh, that's that's common, and and a lot of times it's common for just just market variations. It's not even. Had to, you know, you can't even correlate it to any specific event. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't, you know, if you look at like, um, oh, uh, I can't think of anything that comes to mind right away, but, uh, you know, there, there's been, you know, if, if it was in the five or ten percent range, then that, uh-huh. I think that's a big story. I don't think one percent so. Yeah, it's Uh-oh. just kind of scanning the story here. It talks about it lost $1.1 billion from market capitalization, which I'm sure that's... I've taken very little 
economic and business type classes when it comes to like finance and there's so many there's so much fake money out there yeah that's just a it's basically just a market value estimate based on what their how much stock is out in the open market and and uh you know what what the price is that day so it, it's not like nike actually lost a billion dollars you know um, it sounds good headline grabbing material when you say nike lost 1.1 billion dollars after a shoe broke on national tv come on man yeah but then <laughs> you know look look at look at any any day you know when the dow jones loses you know a hundred points or 200 points in one day uh I mean, you can see lots of big companies losing, you know, half percent, a percent, you know, two percent, um, and it, and it's, you know, it, like I said, it's a drop in the book. They, I don't know, I'm not looking at it, but they've probably already made it back, or if they they haven't, you know, they could very easily make it back in another day. Well, uh, I, yeah, I think we should move on from stock talk if we want to keep our 15 listeners. Um, <laughs> Um, what do you want to talk about next? The, uh, we got a, we got a fight over buffet crab legs. We got, I'm going to, I want to go on a gripe about Joey Gallo, um, a defensive lineman at the combine set the record for 40 yard dash. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let's do your, do your, uh, Joey, Joey Gallo rant. Uh, rant. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I love baseball. I would... And have been called, I would consider myself and have been called a uh, a baseball purist. You know, I, I live in a Fort Worth. I live just next to Arlington, Texas, where the Texas Rangers play. And an American League city is my favorite team. It's a team I follow. But I was raised, I grew up a National League fan, St. Louis Cardinals fan. I love the National League game a lot better. And I am just, I'm getting fed up with Joey Gallo and the whole home run centric major league baseball let's let's swing from our heels and i'm like my goodness i i have the utmost confidence i could strike out joey gallo by throwing him three like 60 mile an hour my 60 mile an hour fastballs like up and in you know but don't you think that you're i mean uh I think your issue is more to that specific player than major leagues in general. I mean, it's a it's a much more emphasis on uh, you know on base percentage and all the advanced metrics and things like that and, uh, than it ever has been. Um, and, yeah. and homers are no, they still get most of the headlines and they still are are the flashy thing. They're the as far as actually evaluating talent the you know that that's gone way down i would say in in the past five to ten years it, it, i i don't know I, I think it's i think home runs and strikeouts are the are the king of everything now especially in the american league um what is it a uh, the, the the events metric that they use to measure gallo the three true outcomes which i've never heard about this before and it is basically, it says, basically it rates your walks, strikeouts, and home runs because those are the only three events that the batter controls, right? So that's the only thing the batter can actually do because every hit, I guess, depends on defensive placement on all that. And, and Gallo is 
you know, has led or leads always in the, the, those those things, which is he has a high on-base percentage, it's a lot of home runs, and he strikes out a lot. And that seems like what everybody wants, a high on-base percentage, see a lot of home runs hit, see a lot of strikeouts. And I don't know, it's just... I look at the Rangers lineup because that's what I'm closest to, and it, just, it it seems like it's a lot of guys swinging from their heels and striking out a ton. I hate strikeouts; it gives me gives me gives me brain pains. Um, yeah, well, and, and, I didn't I do know. anything but strike out when I played high school baseball, so uh, so I feel for it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't I don't like the the whole. You know, true outcome, and I'll be honest, I don't really know much about it. I've definitely heard about it and kind of have a vague understanding of what it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely prefer, uh, you know, to see base runners and to see, uh, you know, to see more strategy and, and less, uh, you know, less strikeouts and more, you know, more of that. But, um, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if I would really characterize the game moving in that direction. I, it, maybe for some, uh, mm-hmm. maybe for some players, but uh, just, I mean, the two, you know, the two big contracts that were let out this year, uh, I mean, first of all, uh, well, I mean, Machado is, they're not, they're, neither one of them are big home run guys. I mean, they are in this, you know, in a, historical sense I guess you know they're um, I mean they're what averaging you know 30 or something a year something like that mm-hmm. uh, but they're not hitting four, you know 40s and 50s consistently every year they're uh, they're on base guys they're they're you know hit for average you know I, I don't know um, and they're 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 the ones making the, the huge money yeah and then my next gripe with, with Gallo would be, uh, you know, he was a big proponent of them. He was trying, he was lobbying to have the, the shift taken away. Um, and yeah, this I think really, that's ridiculous. This really turned me off about him, that he he's blaming the shift for his woes. He can't hit the ball. And, 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 and then I heard his new manager, Chris Woodward, on the radio talking about how he he got jammed and hit a jam shot down the third baseline and how that was real progress. And I just, I think to myself, I, I remember Prince Fielder. It's probably an accident. Yes, it was definitely an accident. He probably broke his pinky or something. But Prince Fielder, remember when they were shifting him? Him dropping this little weakest bunts down first base line? It was like, why not? You know, and yeah, oh, it's better to have him on first than hitting home runs, but... Eventually, yeah. eventually they're going to get tired of that. Eventually, they're going to get tired. Pitchers are going to get tired of, of giving up that bunt, and they're going to make a mistake. It, it still puts pressure on defense. It still puts, it still gets into the heads of the of, of the pitcher. And when, when someone's on base, I think there's plenty of statistics around to prove that pitchers aren't as good with runners on base. You know, most. Outside of your elite, your 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 average pitcher probably is less comfortable pitching with a man on base, despite who it is, than with the bases empty. So, I don't know. I yeah. just I just thought it was real. I don't know. I, I didn't like his attitude. Was basically, let's change the rules so I can be better instead of, well, why don't I just get better? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, 
I mean, I don't. I, mean, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I don't like the whole get rid of the ship thing. That to me, that just yeah, exactly what you're saying. That it just uh, you know, well, the, you're playing within the rules and you figured out a strategy that uh, that takes away my best weapon. So the best thing I can do is have you outlawed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to cry loud, so you do what I want. All right. Well, that's my gripe on Jolie Gallo. I think he, uh, I think he's got all the talent in the world, but I just get frustrated. You hear him talk. You hear all the people talk, and the rain. You know, the you, you read the stuff. The new manager and the general manager talking about how he's he's got all the tools to be an MVP, and I just just makes me shudder and, and yeah. disgust. Like, no, he. He can't hit a single to save his life. He's got more home runs than singles. I mean, that's something wrong with that. I just think you don't like him. Sounds like you just, uh, you I, just I don't, don't like the guy. I don't like him. Uh, there's a movie, a <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell movie. It was called, uh, oh, where he was a basketball player. What was it called? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't remember. Jackie Moon was his name. Uh, yeah. Oh, what was it called? Uh, anyway, uh, 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 here it is, here it is. Um, semi-pro. Yeah. He's like that team owner. And remember he traded his washing machine for a player? <laughs> I would uh, do that. Yeah, I don't, so I, don't Woody, I haven't seen it in a while. So. Well, Woody Harrelson, the character that Woody Harrelson plays, gets traded to, you know, the, the, the team that Will Ferrell owns for a washing machine. And uh, I, I would take a washing machine for Joey Gallo at this point. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's probably, just, probably worth a little more than that, but you know, know what? Uh, I don't no. know. Not to me. Uh, uh, there's probably a reason I'm not a general manager of a baseball team because it would it would probably look like a 1960s <laughs> baseball team. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, what do we want to talk about? What uh, you got a topic? What was it? Uh, you're teasing something last week about being a bad friend, or or you want to go there yet, or move on to something else first? Um. Yeah, let's uh, let's do a couple more of these stories, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll circle back to that. Okay. Uh, let's see what else you got here. Uh, a fight over crab legs. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I saw this one. You saw this one? So yeah. Which... Well, I heard about it. I didn't read about it. Um, but yeah, I, I heard about it. Why don't you Why don't you give us the story? Okay. So basically, uh, in Huntsville, Alabama, it's coming from the AP. Um, Newswire: Alabama police say a dispute over crab legs at a dinner buffet ended in a brawl that left two people facing misdemeanor challenges. Uh, challenges, uh, charges. Um, yeah. So basically, it was a fight over crab legs at a buffet, and uh, the officer Gerald Johnson told the the reporter that the diners were using service tongs like fencing swords, and plates were shattering. And a woman was beating a man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the diners had been waiting for crab legs for more than 20 minutes and lost their tempers once the food came out. And where did this take place? In Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, I, I would have put big money on Florida. but. Uh, well, how close uh, is Huntsville to uh, Florida? Um, maybe uh, it's, it's pretty close. Uh, pretty close. Maybe uh, a- I, I think. I mean, it's in that general area. I don't know, know distance-wise, but... Uh, <laughs> It's got some Floridian, Floridian. I don't know how do you say it. Florida influence there. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely just, a Florida sounding story. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I, I guess if there's any uh, food that I would come to fisticuffs over, crab legs might be one of them. I don't know. But, well, fake crab legs. I mean, I I don't know if, I mean, this may be a real fine buffet. I remember we went to Vegas one time and they had crab legs and those were pretty good crab legs. Of course, it was a $50 buffet. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just can't imagine that they had a $50 buffet in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. I don't know where a $50 buffet is. Um, well, a couple, but... I know a couple, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, but I don't frequent those places, and it doesn't sound like the people who frequent those places are the are the uh, tongue-beating type, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure was, I mean, this, this probably wasn't a... Uh, uh, yeah, probably wasn't a real classy joint, despite the crab legs. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here. But I'm just thinking the uh, crab legs probably weren't worth, worth it. You know, they, I, I, uh, were they, were they I FDA, were they USDA approved crab legs? Like, or were they just, uh, you know, crab legs are crab legs, right? I mean, I know deadliest catch would tell us otherwise, but, uh, can you really tell a difference? I can't tell a difference. I don't know if I'm, you know, maybe if I had the side by side crab leg comparison between, you know, the snow crab and, and, uh, you know, I don't even know another one, red crab or king crab or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, man, I don't know. Uh, people fight over stupid stuff. What can I say? I mean, uh, crab legs, uh, I, I could see it, especially in Florida. Uh, but this yeah. is Alabama, so I guess there too. Yeah, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, like a, you know, a group of Florida high school parents came for something. But anyway, yeah, I thought that was an interesting story and a, an odd thing to fight over because, you know, but again, you slather them in that melted butter and that's really all you're going for. It's just, it's a conduit for the butter. That's oh, all you're supposed like. to dip that. I just drink the butter. You just drink but the butter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Next do you, story. Do you <laughs> chew through the, the armor to the, the shell? Yeah, <laughs> uh, too, too crunchy. They have delicate teeth. <laughs> all right. So what are we gonna go to now? Uh, uh, what's this? Uh, what's this Momo challenge? I have never heard of this. What is oh, this? You're gonna have to explain it to me. So it's it's pretty it's pretty upsetting for parents out there. So I, I heard about it have years a couple years ago, a year or so ago, and it's real creepy. The pictures is real horror looking girl. Apparently they have like uh, apps you can generate these things, but basically the Momo challenges and it's. I guess it's around the second, third, fourth grade is where it hovers around, but it it's a progressive challenge. You challenge a kid to go steal a pencil from the teacher. You challenge, and you, you get the challenges more and more progressively worse. And eventually the challenge leads to them uh, killing their parents or killing themselves under the threat that this Momo person is gonna come kill you. Um, and I don't know if you want to look up Momo. It's a scary little girl, um, you know, she's yeah. real, real, real creeper looking. And, and so Allison, my, my seven-year-old, this kind of got it. It's kind of in her her social circle now. And she came home scared about it. And Oh, no, uh, I don't I don't remember anything like this when we were kids. Really. You know, Bloody Mary and stuff like that. But you kind of voluntarily did that to yourself. Yeah, I don't remember anything that extreme, definitely. I mean, I, I don't, of course, uh, we didn't have the internet when we were kids, so yeah, uh, that, that has a lot to do with it, I'm sure. Um, 
this this i mean i i have heard now that you mentioned that that does sound familiar i think i've uh i've heard about that recently maybe on a radio show or something i was listening to but um it that sounds a lot like uh you know when my kids were a little younger when uh, my oldest was in you know junior high high school or maybe maybe even before that uh you you remember the slender man I know they made a movie. I heard something about it, but yeah, I, di- I didn't have kids. You know, it, so- it sounds a lot like that. That oh, okay. you know, and and you know, it was a real big. Now, my thankfully, my children. You know, I, I knew they had a. Uh, I, I don't know how big of a fear or anything of it, but uh, I don't think they were ever really didn't didn't like believe in it or anything um, that I'm aware of, at least. Uh, but. Uh, you know that, yeah. I, I saw that documentary that they made about HBO made a documentary about it, and yeah. you know, you hear stuff like that. I mean, it's it's, uh, um, and maybe I would even equate that to some type of, uh, oh, I don't know, you, you know, some of these, uh, back when we were younger and, and before then, even the, some of these, uh, cults and things like that that you would hear about, you know, yeah. Um, the Halloween cults couldn't go out trick or treating because yeah, just you know, kind of the weird stuff that I mean, I, I never encountered personally, but you know, you'd always kind of hear about it, or maybe you'd hear a news story about something happening in you know Oregon or you know some far off land. Yeah. Um. So it, it yeah, it's it's definitely scary. I mean, I, I would uh, um. Something to, something to think about. Definitely something to talk to your kids about. Uh, you know, which I'm, I'm sure you have. But yeah, it's a, it's not a good feeling. And Allison's Allison's so delicate. You know. Yeah. My, my seven year old, she is just she's a uh, she's fragile. You know, she can't she can't take much. It, it really freaks her out. So you got to really encourage her and, and, and remind her that she's, you know, she's safe in the house. Nothing's going to happen. You know, <laughs> you have to, you have to constantly let her remind her that, that you know, we're okay. Yeah. Daddy yeah. doesn't, daddy doesn't sleep much. So I'm up till one, two in the morning, most nights anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Something uh, else to scare our children. Yeah. I think that's just, it's not hard, but anyway, um, what do we want to talk about? We we have about eh, we got about 15, 20 minutes. So what do we want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Let's talk. Uh, tell tell me about your Twitter page uh, incident. Okay. So we do have a Twitter. It was my second attempt. Well, I I don't know the rules of Twitter. I don't know what to do. I'm. Uh, we talked about on our first episode. I still. You know, I had a MySpace. I have a Facebook account, which I never check. I don't have any kind of social media. I just, I don't think I'm that interesting to have this to is, say. This is the part of the show where uh, we lose our younger audience. Yes. But we have a Twitter. If, Yay. If, if we haven't know. already. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Twitter's about as far as I go. Instagram's not going to happen. I know that's the, the young people like the Instagram, I believe. So I made the Twitter, set up everything, and it said, put your birth date. And it said, whether you're a business or a, or a person, put, and I thought, okay, I'll put the first day of our show as our birth date, mm-hmm. which was February 16th, 2019. 
and it immediately locked me out of that account because I didn't meet the age requirements to have a Twitter. Twitter thought I was like three weeks old, apparently, (laughs) and locked me out and wanted me to send in identification to show my age. It wouldn't let me just go back and change the date. Like, what kind of three-week-old is starting a Twitter account? So, yeah, Yeah. and I wrestled with that, and then eventually, so I thought that was pretty uh, kind of tacky. (laughs) But, yeah, I was... Yeah, I don't blame them. You know, with the, you. Yeah. you know, it's cyber cyber security. Excuse me, being so uh, uh, you know such a big topic. This you know, privacy and yeah. you know protecting I... uh, protecting people against themselves, especially uh, younger kids. You know, that, that's yeah, that makes sense to me. Maybe maybe, sense. maybe they should explain it better. But uh, yeah, it makes sense to me, but. I think there should be, you know, with these sophisticated algorithms, you have to realize a three-week-old three week old isn't making a Twitter account. Let, let me go back and fix my mistake and not have to send in my ID. It's just not happening. Yeah. Uh, so I went and used a new email and started it, and now we have it at Exploding High 5. That's the number five. That's our Twitter. And uh, I guess our username is Exploding High 5 with five spelled out. But, um, yeah, you can go there and track our uh, our episodes and stuff like that at twitter but it is more highlights my uh my, my social media and epness than anything so. all right well at least i'm not the only one right. <laughs> uh, so what's uh, what's this one story the the good guy gone bad okay so greensville south carolina from the ap newswire here a man bought so it was cold day essentially mm-hmm. there's some girl scouts out there and if you don't know anything about the girl were you, any of your kids in the girl scouts oh yeah yeah no i, I so, know all it, about them yeah, everyone a, knows it, about the cookies yeah well the beyond organization that, yeah beyond that if, we, if you want to gripe about free labor for college athletes you know girl scouts are a free labor workforce um so this yeah, man we, we definitely so, sold some but we were never really big into it like you know, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, so th- this man felt sorry for some girls. It was out, it was cold day, you know, South Carolina, kind of close to the coast. Been cold out there, so she, uh, so he bought 120 bucks, bought them out, bought all their boxes, to, so they go home. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna help y'all out. I'm gonna buy out all your boxes. I'm gonna send y'all home. He gets news coverage. Great guy. So apparently the man's name is Dietrich Lee McGowan. He was arrested a couple days later. Um, he had been a part of a U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency uh, operation and was arrested for conspiracy to distribute fentanyl and cocaine. Um, yeah. Apparently he has been uh, under the watchful eye of the uh, of the DEA for a while. Uh, and he was one of several suspects in an ongoing drug investigation. It says he and 10 other people conspired to import drugs from Mexico in late last year. So uh, his uh, his his alias is Fat, F-A-T. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's totally OK. I mean, you know, so what is a drug kingpin? I mean, um, you know, what what's his name? Uh, uh, Pablo Escobar was, you know, uh, feeding feeding the community while also uh, you know, running a 
multi-billion dollar uh, drug uh, cartel. So same with same with the what, what's his name uh, El Chapo. Uh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get a. I don't want to get uh, uh, slain in gang violence. So maybe I won't say anything. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's par for the course for drug dealers. You know, you help out the community and uh, help out yourself too. We never really stopped to think about how many schools Pablo Escobar opened. You know, I don't know if he did, but it's possible. I think it was more. I think he was more into like uh, soccer fields and uh, you know. Uh, 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 Christmas turkeys and stuff like that, or oh. whatever, whatever they eat in Christmas in Colombia. Uh, well, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. Um, good way to get the uh, wins off, win the heart and minds of the of the community. Kind of, it helps right. you. It helps you. Uh, helps you. Gives you a nice little layer of protection from the from the government and people who want to get you but no I just kind of I remember this story and then it was a couple days later you know the story about the guy oh good Samaritan buys all these cookies and then a couple days later oh he's been watched by the DEA for months for, for uh, drug smuggling yeah. ring, so gotta have a little of both a little good a little bad yeah. you know we're not yeah, all yeah. perfect right yeah we all we all make mistakes every now and again sure. some some much more uh, nefarious than others so uh, what what are we? How are we doing on time? What's uh, what yeah, we got we're, left? We're we're looking at ten fifteen minutes. Oh. We got some time. All right. Well, how about I, I, uh, so what? Last show was it? Last show that I did? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this, and I don't really know what the answer is. So I'm hoping uh, you can help us out, or maybe our uh, our loyal following can uh, can help me out here. Um, you can help him out at exploding high five. Yeah, one of those. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I've been, uh, like I said, I've been, I've been thinking about this for a while. I don't know if I'm a good friend slash family member, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, so uh, I've got, I've got, I, I feel like I have a lot of really close friends, but. Uh, I haven't talked to any of them in a long time. I mean, I, I've got guys that uh, I've, I've got a couple of friends that I know I can call up in the middle of the night, any any time of the night, you know, any day, and you know, with an issue or something like that, and they would help me out. You know, they would, and, or or I could meet up with them in whatever state they live in. Uh, I've got a good friend in Virginia, you know, and, and I know I could, if I ever find myself in Virginia, I could call him up and we could, you know, go have dinner and uh, hit it off like nothing, you know, like we just saw each other the previous weekend or something. Uh, however, um, I have not spoken to him in maybe five years, maybe longer. I don't even remember last time I talked to him. Uh, and that's just one example. I've got several other friends that are the exact same way that I feel like are, you know, super close friends. Most of them from military, mm -hmm. uh, from the military. So uh, that I could, you know, uh, that I could just uh, uh, call up at any time, uh, but I don't. And I haven't 
and I don't really ever think about it. And I don't really, um, not that I don't want to, it's just that it just doesn't cross my mind. Uh, and, and that extends to family also. I mean, I, I've got, uh, you know, I, as you know, we, I don't hardly, you know, outside of our parents, uh, I very rarely, if ever, talk to family members. I never call. Uh, most of them I haven't spoken to in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it, it, and something will come along like when we had the family reunion a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a great thing. You know, I loved it. I loved seeing everybody. I thought I you know, had a great time. Um, uh, it was great, you know, and, and I, I really missed seeing everybody and, and talking to everybody. And uh, But I've made zero effort to do anything about it since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. You seem to be a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more in tune with some of our family, especially extended family, uh, than I am. So, what do you what do you think? Well, I must seem to be that way. I, you know, I, I mean, me and you don't outside of this I don't talk a lot. You know, yeah, I don't it, talk to anybody. I mean, I don't even our our own mother. I feel terrible, but I hardly ever call it. I see her all the time. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but y'all live close. I mean, and when we live nearby yeah we saw her all the time but now and i just i feel bad i don't uh it's not but i don't think of it and usually when i do think of it it's like you know midnight you know or something like that she's awake uh well yeah you know um our mother texts me at midnight occasionally (laughs) not realizing what time it is yeah i i don't uh and like i said i i i want to do better at it um, but then most of the time I, it's like, I don't even have anything really to say, you know, like, <laughs> I don't, right. why would I even be calling just to say hi, which I probably should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't even think about it. Like I said, I don't, if something specific comes up, then I'll call. Otherwise, like, I don't even, I don't know. Maybe I'm just lost in my own, uh, oh. in my own world. And I, I, I feel bad, you know, like our, our grandmother, I haven't talked to her in forever, and I just, I, I want to, I miss her, I want to, you know, but, um, I don't know, it makes me feel like a, a, a terrible human, uh, but at the same time, not bad enough to where I'm actually doing anything about it, so, right. I don't know. Um, I talk to Grandma occasionally, um, yeah, Grandma, uh, Jessica, and, and Grandma, my wife Jessica, uh, and grandma are, are real good friends, so uh, yeah. they they hit it off real well. Um, but I talk to her occasionally, and uh, Larry, our older stepbrother, um, I've been talking to him more lately. So, uh, yeah. but I really don't talk to anybody. I don't, I don't think I've talked to him uh, since uh, what two thousand five. It's been at least a decade and probably longer well he said he has i talked to him the other day he said it was uh at his dad's funeral last time y'all spoke so um, yeah it probably was it wouldn't surprise me and it's um, not i I don't again it's not like i don't i I don't have a there's no reason for it other than i don't know i just don't talk to a lot of people 
Uh, and I don't have a real desire to talk to a lot of people, but I always have fun when I do. Um, uh, you know, like so going back to the friends, you know, it, we had a reunion and one of my, one of my old, uh, you know, the, the, my deployment from several years ago, uh, mm-hmm. we had a, a reunion a couple of years ago and, uh, you know, met up with some guys that I hadn't seen in, in, in a long time, you know, over, over a decade. Right. And, uh, well, we had a great time, you know, I mean, it was like, we, we uh, you know, trading old war stories for, for hours and hours. And it was awesome. And haven't, uh, haven't talked uh, to any of them since, uh, <laughs> um, and, like I said, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, it bothers me sometimes that I'm not different, that I don't have a, that I don't think about it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, get lost in an episode of uh, Bob's Burgers and that's the end of it. I don't think about it again. Yeah. I I would say just, you know, coming from my, my point of view right now, you know, uh, going to school to be a minister going to seminary and that's one thing that's it's talked about a lot with guys our age our age group our, our generation whatever is and it's kind of a plague of every man in their 30s and 40s is there's this disconnect from family and friends it kind of causes a lot of it not i don't want to say issues but is is prevalent a, a, among a lot of people you know men you know in their their 30s and 40s and uh even older so i don't think you're i don't think you're alone in this i think you're it takes work it's like anything you know yeah how how do you maintain your your relationship with your wife you you work at it yeah you you make time for it and i think it's it's the same way it's it's just hard sometimes when you have kids and you having kids older than mine i can imagine it's much tougher because uh caitlin being in college is, is she she's still in She's still out there, or is she back home? No, she's she. Uh, well, she was home this weekend, but she oh, just okay. she's back tonight. So oh, yeah, she left. But anyway, you know. Oh no, she yeah, she's back out there. Yeah, but you know, so you got her to you know you got her to engage with and those things, and Charlie's busy, and Maddie is fourteen, so you know she's the center of everybody's world according to her. Because I have Excuse a fourteen me. year old. Excuse me. Fifteen. Sorry. She's fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, no, yes. no, I, I know what you mean. Uh, it, it's just, uh, I guess the the scary part for me is, um, am I going to be that way with my own children? I don't think I will. I hope I won't, but right. I'm not off to a good. I don't have a good track record. Well, I uh, I talked to Dad. One of the one of the things I enjoy doing my whole life. And I guess because it's the most I've ever really interacted with him is, is talking with dad on the phone. You know? Yeah. I still oh, I, I, I talk to him more than I talk to anybody else. Yeah. Not even close. I, I still feel kind of like that little kid when dad calls me. Oh, dad's calling. Everything stops. I don't care what I'm doing. Jessica knows I'll be in the middle, middle of cooking dinner or we'll be in the middle of something. Oh, that's my dad. She knows. She's just going to yeah. go ahead and take over for me. There's no question, no animosity. It's just, you know. Yeah, I don't do. I don't. Uh, I'm not quite that. <laughs> yeah, I, it depends on what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely I, talk to him more than 
anybody else and it's right. you know not even not even close but. well that's that's one of the reasons i wanted to do this is you know to talk to you more uh yeah it you helps. know it, it so helps. what do you think because like like you just said we don't really talk or hang out or anything outside of this uh, you know, other than the holidays and maybe a couple of times a year. Um, and it's not like, I mean, we live what, maybe 20 minutes apart. Yeah. Um, uh, something it, like it, that. That could be a rough 20 minutes going, well, going yeah. down. Depending on the time of day. Yeah. Um, it could stretch it an hour and a half. It could be an quick. hour. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, you know, it's not like we have a distance issue really. It's just, and I know we're both busy and um, gosh I don't even I, we just uh, I just don't have I just don't have time to do a lot of stuff yeah uh, <laughs> my weekends are pretty full even and, and I'm not even here on a lot of them uh, you know like this weekend I was um, you know pretty busy all day yesterday and, and then today I wasn't even home all day so I, I don't know um, so what do you think? Would do, do you, do, uh, you ever like, man, that's a jerk. You know, he never calls, never, never invites us over. Uh, you know, what a, what a jerk, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you, you, you've told us we can come use your pool <laughs> during the summer. So, you know, yeah. Levi loves that. You're, you're Levi's favorite amongst many people. You are one of his favorites. Uh, he loves his uncle Matt and. No, it's I, I I'm like you. I don't I don't sit and think I'm about it. I'm gonna start charging him. He's gonna have to clean it next time he comes over. Hey, that works for me. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like you. I'm not. I don't sit down and think. Oh, my brother hasn't called me in, in six weeks. <laughs> Jerk. No, I don't. I don't think about that because I'm doing the same thing. I'm lost in an episode of King of the Hill, and you know. Yeah, but I, I think that about something like I think that especially with mom. You know, I think about it a lot, especially. I don't know, last maybe six months or so for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like a terrible son. But again, I don't do anything about it. So, uh, yeah, I I guess that does, I guess that just confirms my suspicion. Well, you've heard it here, folks. Matt, Matt's a terrible son. I don't think so, and I doubt And friend. And And family member. And family member. (laughs) And human in general. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. I'm not here to disagree with you. No, I, for what it's worth, I think you're a great big brother. And, um, glad we're doing this. We're gonna go ahead and uh, we have to go ahead and wrap up here. Um, the the background music for today is from Incompetech.com. It is Acid Trumpet, and I promise to do a better job of mixing it. I've heard a few complaints that we're a little, I mix it a little loud, so it's a work in progress for me too. But can I say one thing real quick? Just oh, go ahead. Yes. Close us out here. Yes, uh, we've been trying some new things with the audio. Uh, I think this one's going to be, be the best sounding one yet. So hopefully it is, and we'll stick with this for a little bit. But I know the first two were a little, little. Uh, I mean, they were over the phone. So basically, so <laughs> it sounded like a. If it sounded like a recorded phone call, that's because it was. Yeah. Uh, so this, hopefully, this is a lot better and a lot more, uh, a lot easier to listen to, uh, sound quality wise and. Hey, who knows? We'll, we'll uh, keep trying different stuff and keep trying to get better. And maybe one day we'll sound actually professional. That's the hope. Uh, yeah. Well, hit us up if you have any comments on uh, on Twitter at Exploding High Five. And uh, look forward to talking to you again.